Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food. There are a bunch of ways to be smart during the holiday season. Getting the shopping done early, not seating your aunt next to your mom, and snacking on Smart Food popcorn. It's Air Pop popcorn tossed in delicious white cheddar cheese or sweet and salty kettle corn. You are what you eat. Welcome to the Smart Club. Shop now at snacks.com. All right, you guys, it's time to give the running back some love. Uh, McKinnon had over 100 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Pacheco, 93 yards from scrimmage, 227 yards combined. Is it time we start treating this running back room as a serious asset for the offense? It's so yes. much better without Clyde, Kayla. It's so much better without, and it's not. It's not to say Clyde is talentless. It's just it works better. Anybody who's been in a workplace environment understands that sometimes, like, you know, getting rid of somebody who is like making everything more complicated than it needs to be, because that's what it was. They're like, well, when do we use Pacheco? You're like all the time, obviously. And they're like, well, you don't know, but you know, we use Pacheco and Clyde and McKinnon and keep everyone fresh. You're like, that's not working. It's too many people. You need one less person in there. And once they got down to one less, it all worked. Now I thought they were underused in this game, which is wild because they had 227 yards combined between the two of them, but they are, this works. This is the, it's not quite to this level. This is going to seem like hyperbolic, but it's the Lindell white, Chris Johnson part, right? It's the thunder and lightning. You can use one guy in these speedy packages, he's out in the passing game. He's doing everything for you. And then you can use the other guy to just absolutely manhandle defenders in the middle and have the kind of runs he had at the end of the game. It's a perfect complement to each other. And because they pass so much, even when they're in the backfield, you're not sure that it's going to go that way or another. You can't be sure, sure, they're not going to pass it to Pacheco. And you can't be sure, sure, they're not going to run it with McKinnon because most of the time they're just passing to anybody. So it's all working kind of flawlessly right now. This is the best it's looked all season. When, when you draft Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and maybe this wasn't the initial expectation, but I think eventually it became the expectation as defenses evolved in how they're defending the, the Chiefs offense. I think the idea was that if you're going to open up this offense, knowing that Chiefs want to beat you deep and that teams start to put the lid on the defense, they want to take you all the under, want to make you take all the underneath stuff like we're seeing this year. It's an advantageous position to be in for a running back on this team because the other team's defense is never game planning for you. Doesn't matter what you do the week before. Doesn't matter what you did the previous four weeks, right? Because Pacheco's on a nice little tear. No defense is going into the game saying, how do we slow down Isaiah Pacheco? How do we slow down this running game? So that's what you have to be able to take advantage of. Not only in running the ball, right? Because you're going to be facing light boxes. There's not going to be extra guys near the line of scrimmage advantageous spot to to be a good so you've got to be able to hit the hole find the seams and and break off explosive plays in the run game you've also got to be able to be a threat in the passing game because you know once again they're dropping guys into coverage the stuff near the line of scrimmage is going to be open and they're daring patrick mahomes to do dump offs because they know he doesn't want to he doesn't want to check the ball down to the running back or the backup tight end he wants to push the ball downfield so you have to be able to do that 
I think the idea was that Clyde was going to be able to do both. Reality is he can't do either. Uh, Pacheco can do the running and McKinnon can do the receiving. And together, they are a very dangerous tandem. It is not how this team like had it drawn up before the season. I don't think this was a part of the game plan. I think they thought like Clyde can be our everything back. Turns yeah. out, I hate to say this because it sounds really mean, he's your nothing back because he can't do either of them well. Or at least at the very least, he's not the best. Well, yeah. Either one of those things. Pacheco's the better runner and McKinnon's the better pass catcher. You know, they're both in the top five for yards from scrimmage on this team. Pacheco is third and McKinnon's fifth. Like, I mean, if the running backs are making up two-fifths of your most important offensive players, then how am I not supposed to give them credit? I understand part of the reason they're ranked there is because some guys haven't played, so maybe McColl would have jumped himself up, but I'm not totally sure based on the numbers as they sit right now. McCardman's never been like a seven, 800 yard from scrimmage player right now. Isaiah Pacheco, even though he started as the third running back on this team has 660 yards and Jarek McKinnon, who was only recently coming on has 581. And you know what that tells you? The, the fact that those two guys, Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon are top five in yards for scrimmage. Going back to Kayla, your original question, is it time to start respecting them as an asset? You better. <laughs> because if that's what you're if that's where your production is coming from, it almost makes me nervous. Like my eyes are popping out of my head saying, oh wow, like this is a very important position for this team. They're relying heavily upon those guys in the backfield to produce for them. So I, you better get this right the rest of the way. Like if Clyde comes back. I don't want to see you forcing a square peg into a round hole because we just laid it out for you. Like you're relying upon these guys week in, week out to be steady producers for you. So you got to have the right guys out there. The McKinnon Pacheco duo is probably the best happy accident that's happened so far this season for the Chiefs. And I feel good about running the ball up the middle again. I couldn't say that. Just as long as it's not Michael Burton, I also do. But like, you know, what's so funny is we spent all off season talking about the depth on the offense, not as top heavy, but it's deeper. You've got more bodies than you have ever had before. Yet when I think of depth, I'm not thinking of McCole Hardman and Marquez Valdez Scantling. When I think of depth, I think of Jarek McKinnon and Noah Gray and Justin Watson, like the guys at the very end of your skill position, active roster depth chart. That is where the like Noah Gray was fantastic the other day. Mahomes is proving that if you're if you think that I won't check it down to my third string running back or my second string tight end or my fifth string wide receiver all damn game, you're wrong because I think he knows that. I think he knows that other teams are betting he won't do it for four quarters. Eventually, you're going to take the shot downfield to Juju. Eventually. You're going to try and hit Kelsey in double coverage. And to his credit, for the most part this year, maybe this isn't the best time to talk about this after a three interception game, but for the most part this year, Mahomes has been really disciplined in just sort of trusting whoever it is that's out there because he knows there's always going to be somebody with a chance to make a play on every play. While we're talking offense, are we missing Kadarius Tony and Nicole Hardman? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think very simply put, it's like the one part of their offense they don't currently have, which is going sideline to sideline. 
Like nobody else can really do that the same way as everyone else. You kind of want it out of Pacheco. And as much as we're like, run downhill, Demarcus Robinson, for the better part of 10 years, uh, the Chiefs offense does work sometimes because they can get to the outside and they're faster than other people at getting to the outside. And as of right now, they don't have a single player that they trust to do that. Those two guys do that. And honestly, it doesn't even matter which one. I only need one of you to be healthy for the postseason. Don't care. <laughs> doesn't matter to me. Either you can do it. You're heartless. You don't even but care. But we hope both are healthy. You don't care about their well-being. I, don't, I, I, only, I only care about one of their well-beings. It's just whoever it can be healthy. <laughs> that sounds correct. Yeah. I don't care which one of you it is. Just <laughs> so one of nice. you healthy for the postseason. So nice of you to not play favorites. It's So for all the things you just talked about, the depth and all that stuff, Nick, they've gotten like 600 yards out of the bottom. 700 yards out of the bottom, guys. Fortson, Justin Watson, Sky Moore. The guys, they're scraping down like the we target them the 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th most part of their roster. If they can get that out of those guys, well, supremely fast, talented guys are going to make everybody's life easier. I think that's why we saw a little bit of struggle from Juju, or we saw a little bit of that the MVS numbers have come back down a little bit is they can focus more on you because everything's funneling towards the middle. Kelsey's going there. He's had his quieter games. You know, everyone's kind of going this part of the field and nobody's going outside anymore. And I think once McColl and Kadarius Tony come back, they can kind of use the whole field more than they've been using in the absence of those two. I think them getting them back means we get to see the offense in its full complement again. Yeah, the, the field's got narrower, right, in, in their absence. That's what those two guys do so, so well. At first, we sort of wondered is when, when they first acquired Kadarius Tony, we we're like, oh, is he going to take snaps away from McColl Hardman? What does this mean about McColl? The reality is it never meant anything about McColl. That, that's not how the Chiefs view it. They don't view it as only one of these guys can play. They view it as we need as many different guys to stretch the field in as many different ways as possible. You've got MVS and Justin Watson as vertical threats. You have Juju and Travis Kelsey, as you mentioned, uh, to be the middle. Over the middle type guys, right? Big physical receivers. You've got your, your checkdowns in, in Pacheco or McKinnon, but what Tony and, and McCole do so well with their speed and their agility is they stretch the field horizontally. They make they give you more room. It's not even like it is sideline stuff, Cody, but it's not downfield sideline stuff as much as it is the short to intermediate well, stuff where all of a sudden you're making that thing that defenses are giving you a home run threat. It's another way to attack a team, too. The reason why they scored as much as they did against the 49ers is they said, we are not going to block Joey Bosa. And instead, we're going to take our fastest guy and we're going to run him around the edge on you. We're going to let Bosa come in. There's nothing we can do about that. We don't have the personnel or the way to block him, but we do have a way we can still beat you. We do have a different way you can beat you, which is all you want out of Kansas City. Like when they moved on Tyreek Hill, they were going to need six, seven, eight, nine different ways to beat you on offense. They can go the Travis Kelsey punish you route. They can go the running game attack route. They can do all of those things. But right now, that's just one area they can't. They're still winning. It hasn't prevented them from winning a lot of football games. But I think that if, if we're looking for the best version of the Chiefs come postseason, which obviously we are, having that level of athleticism is something they don't currently have. Right now, it's just a lot of bot. It's like Justin Watson out there running like a 4-5-40, just doing what he can. Right? And he's doing a fine job. There's no problems. But, you know, you could use better athletes somewhere on the field. 
Tom Brady and his why, Super Bowl. I think that's why they've they've utilized McKinnon more. Yeah. In the past game as well. If you look at the game that he had, like most of that stuff is running back screens at the line of scrimmage. There were a few checkdowns, right? Like the the big touchdown play, the fifty four yarder. Like that was not designed to go to McKinnon, but no. We've also <laughs> seen plenty of designed running back screens. And I think that is because those are plays that would probably normally be set up for Nicole or Tony converted a third and 10 on one in that game Uh, deep inside Broncos territory. I think on their third touchdown drive. So, I mean, it's just like our fourth touchdown drive. So it's just, they need it. They need intricacy levels, detail, because then everyone else doesn't know what to do against you defensively. And preferably both. Yeah, I guess, you know, again, I'll take one, but both (laughs) would be best. 